This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about suffering from momnesia and talk with Ann Kramer, author of It's Always Personal. Woo! Da 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 da! Yeehaw! <laughs> Hi, Teresa. Hi, Biz. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we just came back this weekend from another. Childsburg preschool birthday party. Oh God! There must be just constant <sighs> birth party. Well, it's either once. like you're either doing the I'm going to invite everybody from school or I'm not. Oh right. So right, you right, know, right. one person does it, and then everybody feels they have to do it. Right. Uh, this is one of those like awesome. Let's set up a bouncy house, not in the shade. Oh. <laughs> Every kid's just like just like even sweaty. Katie Bell was and... like, I need to sit down. Oh, I need to get God. out. I need to step out. But all right, so this is very quickly comment. Um, mm. Katie Bell's birthday is in August, so we're starting to think about the birthday. You mm-hmm. can't really do a lot because it's fucking hot, right? And everything's going to be melted. But what I've noticed about what kids eat at birth, people make all these cupcakes, mm-hmm. and all kids do is lick the cupcakes. Just like a vehicle for icing. Totally. They don't eat the cupcake. No, they only. Like they the don't icing. even take a bite of it. Do they, they don't even take a bite, right? Yeah. So I said to Stefan, I've been toying with this since like the very first party we went to. Would it like totally offend parents if they showed up and you just had like a tray instead of cupcakes? You just had like a tray of like the tiny like you know like a little cup that just you put a, pills in at the yeah, hospital, like a yeah. tiny little paper cup that just has icing. It's probably less icing than what's on the cupcake. Just that and like a little spoon, a little spoon, like right? one of those little taster spoons from yeah, the ice a cream store. Spoon. Yeah, and it's just like here's your icing. Yeah, and like it would just say you could. It would be great, yeah. but like. Would parents walk in and be like, "That's disgusting," they even would, though, even though that's less disgusting than like a yard yeah. full of like licked like cupcakes? Licked. Oh yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. This You're gonna year. do I'm it. I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm excited. I'm either this. gonna be the worst mother at the preschool or the most fucking awesome mom at the preschool. Uh, so that that could. By the way, be a very big future fail down the road. So all file that We're away. all looking forward to it. File that away for giving a bunch of kids a spoon and some icing. Uh, how are you? I'm good. And we had some big news late last week. We found out that we are having another boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that you're just going to laugh at me I with that news. Joy. <laughs> I'm just laughing with joy. Uh, are you excited? Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, you I'm like totally... boys. You know boys. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, no, you I'm like pumped. girls, too, I'm sure, but you know boys. I'm totally pumped. Yeah. I mean, we would have been happy either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, definitely feel like a little little sigh of relief a little bit, <laughs> um, just because I feel like I kind of know what's yeah. I mean, watch. We'll get this kid that's, like, completely different from Sarah. We're going to have, Who like, knows? the bang, bang. Boy, like the I know. kind is just like like just rubbing like his shit on the, the walls crazy, at one in the morning. Like ADD, yeah. Like, <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely felt like okay, I, I can, I, I can do this. this. I can, I can do this. You um, know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, we um, we're totally at a loss for a name as of right now. Like Jesse we had Junior, <laughs> Jesse Junior, <laughs> big Jesse, oh, little Jesse. <laughs> Uh, so we'll we'll be figuring that out. As we, luckily, we have a few months to go, but that's uh, good. Yeah, 
Maybe I'll have a girl and we can make them get married. Let's do that. Let's do well, that. Well, because we're already, Simon and uh, and Katie Bell are already betrothed. Yes, they're betrothed. I'm um, totally fine with Katie Bell and a younger man. So, yeah, yeah. no, it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then, yeah, the next ones should line up really well. So. Perfectly. Okay. All great. right. Now, this week, we are going to do something a little different. We're actually going to talk to our guest first. <laughs> we're either about to change our formatting completely. <laughs> Uh, or we think that this just might be a really good order for the show, uh, given our topic today and given uh, what our guest's uh, latest book is about. So uh, we're going to call a mom early oh, good. today. I think, yeah, we just need to talk to a mom early. We anyway. do. I'm already ready. I'm ready to talk to a mom. So let's go give our mom of the day a call. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Uh, today, we have Anne Kramer, author of the of a fairly new book, uh, It's Always Personal, A Study of Emotions in the Workplace. Uh, she also had a previous book that was also really amazing called Going Gray, What I Learned About Beauty, Sex, Work, Motherhood, Authenticity, and Everything Else That Really Matters. <laughs> uh, she was a former executive vice president and worldwide creative director of Nickelodeon and uh, also uh, runs the blog uh, AnnKramer.com, Make Life Work, which is really awesome uh, and really an amazing blog for I think kind of especially moms out there. Uh, she does some really great ask people one question sort of things. It's just really a, a well balanced uh, blog and very helpful. So please welcome Anne Kramer. Hi. Hi. Hi Anne. <laughs> so Anne, we always uh, asks our ask our guests uh, who lives in your house, and we would love to know who lives in your house. Well, at this very particular moment in time, my uh, the people who live in my house are my husband Kurt, uh, my two cats Abby and Briar, and um, <laughs> my twenty three year old daughter who is living here on a temporary basis. Why her Brooklyn apartment is being um, bombed, fumed for bed bugs. Oh. <laughs> I don't miss I don't miss New York at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is this is one of the really new horrifying developments in life in Brooklyn. I have to say that isn't really you know talked about much in the grooviness of the entire borough. No, no, it's not. They're not talking about that on the Park Slope Parents Board. Uh, not days. well. They yeah. may be actually, a little, but yeah, that's true. And Anne, you have another daughter as well, right? Yeah, I do. Our uh, my our twenty five year old daughter, who is actually the the two girls live together, which from a mom perspective is completely awesome. Wow. Um, But um, she's living with her boyfriend. Since I had turned uh, (laughs) my younger daughter's, I'd turned my younger daughter's bedroom into uh, my office and the older daughter's bedroom into our guest room. So there really wasn't even room for the older daughter to sleep here anymore. So you drove her into the arms of her boyfriend. Drove her into the arms of the boyfriend. I did. I did. Talk about bad mother, right? Dad, or you're the coolest mom ever. I mean, she's 25. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, exactly. I, was, I had lived in Sweden before that. I was married at 25, yeah. um, So we actually just want to kind of jump right into our topic today. Sure. Uh, your, your book, uh, It's Always Personal, uh, focuses on emotion in the workplace. And I think uh, what I'd love for you to do is tell our, 
our listeners a little bit about why you pursued this topic, this book, sure. this issue, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of what you were hoping to discover from this. Yeah, sure. I mean, I started, I guess one of the sort of through lines for the writing that I try to do is to look and kind of probe around the edges of the basic assumptions that people take for granted in the way we view the world. So my first book was, you know, why do we think women with gray hair can't be attractive or get jobs? Um, (laughs) Second book, and I had a whole lot of fun with that, but that's a whole other conversation. I know, that is. We're we're going to have to on that one, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, this book was from a similar point of view because I was at a cocktail party party now, you know, probably five years ago with a woman who had been a colleague of mine when I was at MTV Networks, and she said to me sort of over the cocktail party, why is it that every woman she knew had cried at work and um, was ashamed of it? And that was one of those kind of moments where you could almost see the kind of, you know, cartoon light bulb go (laughs) off over my head, because I realized I was one of those women. And I thought, well, why are women ashamed to show their emotions at work? And that simple kind of question led me on this, you know, two-year journey where I literally drove from New York to L.A., and everywhere I went driving across the country, I was talking to people trying to get a snapshot of, you know, what were Americans feeling about their working lives today, and then conducted massive amounts of sort of my own proprietary research and then studied all the sort of relevant researches out there, and that really led to this book. I really could sit down and talk about this book for like five <laughs> hours uh, and probably longer than that. Five hours is like a, is a nice capper. Uh, I found it. So, I found it so interesting, um, especially because I know that for me, I am one of those uh, women who uh, had a particularly high stress job uh, while I was in New York and never cried, you know, right. like always right. it was like, you know, and I don't, I don't know per se if it was the pressure of somebody seeing me cry. It was just like a total personal thing about control. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I can't, I got to keep moving. I got to keep going and, you know, try to balance the the mentality of this is just a job. You know, like these are just, yes. these aren't my best friends. These aren't my family. This is just people I work with and work for versus, you know, reaching that extreme level of pressure where you kind of have to release the valve you know, yeah. I just tend to cram did it you, down till I watch a Pixar movie. Did you movie. have like? Did you have? <laughs> I've heard you say that. That's did true. You, did you? I believe it. Did you have like moments where you felt like, oh shit, I like, I really want to cry right now, and you just like were able to stop yourself, or did you just were you able to actually separate your emotions from what you were doing to some extent? It is a little bit of a little a little a b. I okay. mean, they were definitely like if we were be. I, I used to be a conference planner for the top executives of my company, and so it'd be like me in the top one hundred executives at a location and I had to maintain all their schedules, you know, as oh. well as all the event oh. schedules, as well as like, sounds trying so to, fun. Trying sounds to, you know, I, I got like, you're, you're running the, like this event. I have all this stuff like retained in my head. And then I have like the CEO being like, how do I turn on the iPad? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. would always did it for me. What always was the trigger that almost got me there. Uh, the balance between crying and rage was the line, <laughs> Elizabeth, ah. why don't you just... Why are you, why are you, calm down. Whoa. So tell me, what, what is, so where am I? (laughs) You just hit on one of the main things that I found in my research. I mean, I I tried to tease apart 
the kind of social conditioning aspects uh-huh. of women and their emotion and the kind of neurobiological aspects of, um, you know, what they were feeling. And what, on the kind of social conditioning piece, what you were just talking about is that kind of, you just kind of want to scream at the person, are you an incredible idiot? Yeah, you're you an idiot. can't figure out how you turn on your, <laughs> you know, iPad. Why should I have to do this? Right. Um, is what a huge number of women that I interviewed um, spoke about, that what they really wanted to do a lot of the time was get angry with the person mm. um, who they were interacting with. But because that has been so labeled uh, pejoratively, an angry woman in the workplace is even worse than a crying woman in the workplace. Right, mm. absolutely. So, But what happens kind of physically with you when you're feeling that anger is we're, we are all kind of still hardwired like our Paleolithic relatives <laughs> to respond to um, stress um, you know, in the ways we did to physical threat in the kind on the savanna. So you're seeing that boss at the end of this incredibly long day, frustrating day, almost as a physical threat. Your body's flooded with hormones that, you know, cortisol and testosterone that are your anger hormones. But because you cannot voice that, either because he's your senior or because to do so would label you a word that, you know, rhymes with which, um, you know, you don't, you suppress it. But then it comes out this kind of like whack-a-mole kind of way, and you cry because you're so frustrated, you are so angry that and your body is so overloaded with these hormones that are just kind of coursing through your body that you have to dissipate them somehow. So, you know, instead of just screaming into the pillow at your, you know, bedside, you end up crying. And then it becomes this vicious, vicious circle of, you know, a double whammy. Now, you didn't cry. You know, I found in my research that there are people who would say at the very beginning of things, well, I'm not a crier. Or people would say, oh, I cried, you know, right. watching AT&T ads. Right. See, that's so where mine these... piles up. Mine piles up, <laughs> and then, like, something totally unrelated comes on, and then I'm, like, silently in my house, you know, like, crying well, at cause the... Well, also because you're alone in your house, it's okay for you to cry. Right, right, right. Like, my house. husband yeah. is just like, don't look at me. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, it, you know, and it's, it, it is this sort of tag team of what we are, you know, when women started going to work in significant numbers in the 70s, um, you know, men were the dominant players in the field. They were the norm. So in order to be successful, we felt we had to flex mm-hmm. to, you know, their modus operandi and kind of standards. And, you know, I think that we have not yet, adjusted or sort of calibrated for the fact that now, in fact, women are, you know, uh, 50% of the workforce. We don't necessarily have to, you know, do what I was told to do when I went to work, which is man up. Right. uh, And never let them see you cry, because to do so will make it seem like you are uh, not made of management material, Um, you know? So here's where we are today. Right. Well, now... That kind of leads me to, I think, our next question. 
there, we touched on it just slightly uh, when we said, you know, our programming as women coming in is to not be angry. But I realized that part of, I, I know I recognize in myself, part of my programming in a lot of the situations was actually to be more maternal. I'll yeah. get your iPad. I'll do this thing. I'll mm-hmm, take care mm-hmm. of it. Don't mm-hmm. worry. You're very mm-hmm. handsome. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. You're doing a great job. Um, those were to my male and female bosses. The, um, but there's also something happening, and I think that's part of that may be socialization. But mm-hmm. what you talk about in the book that I really – found both interesting and frustrating was how much is possibly totally out of our control because it is there are things specifically happening to your brain there are things specifically happening to you chemically and uh when you when you're especially when you're a mom or well i wanted to say i'd like for us to talk maybe a little bit for our listeners about specifically what happens to us pregnant and after uh, having a baby because a lot of people work. We, you know, a lot of working moms have to enter back in kind of immediately and wrestle with these very uh, hard issues of emotions in the workplace. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I was, you know, on a, on a kind of gross uh, generalization level, you know, when men are under stress, they produce, you know, cortisol and testosterone. When women are under stress, they produce oxytocin, which is the hormone that we release when we're nursing. It's the tend and befriend hormone. So even <laughs> if you're not pregnant or, you know, have just had a child, that is our default chemistry so that your response, again, to your boss is like, I'll take care of it, I'll be kind of maternal, was <laughs> on some level slightly out of your control. That's what you were, your hormones <laughs> in your body were telling you to do, how to deal with this sort of slightly stressful situation. Right. What I found about pregnancy, and it's worth knowing about, because when I was pregnant with both my kids, in fact, um, I was working for my own company, and since I was the first person to get pregnant at the company, there was no you know, maternity leave policy, so I went back to work really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, on physical levels, um, you know, there's this amazing woman who wrote this book called The Female Brain called Luann Brenzadine, and she's... Um, neuro um psychologist out of uh, and doctor out of um California out of San Francisco and she found that on average uh mothers lose the equivalent of 4 months of work in lost hours of sleep when they are um nursing um that breastfeeding seriously interferes with your mental focus and I'm quoting you now a woman's brain size returns to normal only at six months postpartum. What's happening to yeah. my brain before that? Pregnancy, yeah. <laughs> pregnancy and childbirth actually cause your brains to shrink ah. inside. So when you go <laughs> so, back... Wait, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just have to say, so as you are like gaining responsibilities and yeah. adding more things to your life that you need to be responsible for and take care of and understand, your brain is actually shrinking. Correct. Your brain has shrunk. Your brain shrinks <laughs> during your pregnancy. And, and, you know, is the baby kind of, eating my brain? I mean, she's taking everything <laughs> else from me. What else is... <laughs> When you think about it evolutionarily, on some level, it makes sort of intuitive sense. Our jobs at that point in time are not actually to be catering to the, like, the, you know, incompetent boss (laughs) to actually make sure our child lives, right? Right. 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 So it makes, we we have, you know, 
it's one of the things that's obviously seriously lacking in the Sheryl Sandberg kind of dialogue, right. which is how do we change policy to kind of emulate more of our European counterparts? We should not actually be returning to work uh, three months after we have our kids because because of these kind of biological issues. You know, it's it's not only we it's like going back to work with like both hands and your legs tied behind your back mm-hmm. to think that you can kind of cope with any of these things and and interestingly enough it isn't just the women who are having these kind of biological changes you know fathers on average have a 20% spike in their prolactin and that's the hormone that like you know enables general kind of nurturing feelings and their testosterone plummets by a third while their estrogen levels climb. So when huh. you think about it, like, you know, if 4 million babies on average are born in the States every year, that means that there are 8 million parents at any time in the workplace completely emotionally gaga. Yeah. Yeah. We don't often think of the fact that guys are experiencing similarly kind of destabilizing uh, hormonal shifts in order for them to be good, you know, to, to make sure their babies live. You know, how do we refocus our conversation as a country to yeah. accept this? Because, you know, even I, in reading the book, got like a little frustrated with how would I even address these issues without, I mean, science has not always been a friend to women no. uh, in terms of, you know, what we are so, you know, socially allowed to do. You know, I always go back to the old rest cure, just rest. Mm-hmm. Don't read, don't do anything. That's right. your brain needs that, you yeah. know? And, and even in touching on the science that we learn here that, you know, we're waiting for our brains to redevelop. We're waiting for, you know, I, I, how do you begin this discussion without walking into a trap of like you, you can't do you anything can't do you anything. can't go yeah, back to like, work you can't go yeah, back to your brain you is shrunk You're how not, do we change yeah. that discussion and this is completely an unanswerable well, I, question I, I, on some I, I level think, but <laughs> no i mean and i think it you know it does get into sort of you know creepy weird eugenics and like right. you know yeah. pre-feminist yeah. post-feminist all that kind of you know funky <laughs> business which is a definitely sort of a Pandora's box. I mean, you know, I didn't even talk about some of the studies that show that, like, when strippers are ovulating, they get more tips. I, I mean, there's, like, saw that. That was crazy that, like, there yes. are times you talk about, and this was so, and I, like, I'm reading the book with my husband next to me, <laughs> and I keep turning, the poor man has had to listen to me, like, hit a new fact and be like, oh, my God, can you <laughs> but, um, there, But there is, you do touch on this, what if we altered our even my husband said could you imagine a female ceo saying we're going to change the schedule of the conference because this is going to be a much more productive time for me yeah <laughs> given my given where i am in my cycle no so, you can't you can't see that on the other hand right. i think the more we are uh, knowledgeable yeah about these things i mean one of the things it helped me to know that you know women produce more prolactin than men and that our tear ducts are actually smaller than men's tear ducts. They're anatomically different. So a guy might be feeling exactly the same level of emotional upsetness about something as a woman, but the woman will look, quote-unquote, more out of control (laughs) because her smaller tear ducts means that the tears sort of stream down her face. So I think if if we just become aware of some of these markers, you don't overplay them in any way, shape, or form, because as I said earlier, there are spectrums on both sides of the genders in terms of how we all kind of uh, are wired. 
Um, so there isn't a hard and fast rule either way. There are men right. who are certainly part of the crying tribe as much as women, you know. Um, it, it's just that it helps us kind of pull apart, I think, some of the kind of social conditioned aspects of these things and maybe can help us sort of arrive at some kind of a template that more or less says um, maybe all of us would be perhaps happier and more productive if we could be more consistently who we are in all parts of our lives. I think one of the things I was trying to kind of address is this sense that we have these quote-unquote rational working personas and the emotional kind of other life components. And the fact of the matter is all these things are interwoven throughout every day. I mean, while I was talking to you on this phone, my 23-year-old daughter telephoned on my cell phone. You cannot be in any situation uh, and not have your private life intrude on your professional life or have your professional life intrude on your private life. So we've got to develop better protocols and skills, I think, you know, each of us to mm. make us navigate those waters when we no longer work in, like, discrete places for eight hours a day. <laughs> right. Well, this has just been fascinating. And I, <laughs> this was amazing. And we're definitely going to have you back to discuss some of the things in your other book. Thank you so much, Anne. Yeah, thanks for being here, Anne. Oh, thank you guys, and it was wonderful um, to catch up. Absolutely, and we will talk to you soon, and we'll make sure we let everybody know uh, where they can get the book and your Twitter and your website and all those other wonderful things. Oh, that sounds great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, bye, guys. All right, bye. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really, I like her so much. Yeah, she's really great. I, I cannot recommend the book <laughs> enough. It it was really fascinating, and it will knowing the science behind some of the things that are happening to your body mm-hmm. uh, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about it when we talk about our topic about how it also makes me crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's move right into our topic. Yeah. Of the week. Mommy brain. Yeah, what's wrong with our brains? What's wrong with me? Why Why are we so dumb? All right, I can't, yeah. I just have to start <laughs> this off with how much I loathe the phrase mommy brain mm-hmm. and momnesia. And, and, I, and momnesia? Momnesia. I don't okay. like that either. Okay. I like it, I guess, a little better. I feel like I haven't heard momnesia as much as I've heard No, no, mommy I hear brain. mommy brain the yeah. most. I, I think, for me... There is something like inherently insulting mm-hmm. mixed in with the word. Like, I mean, I get it. I get it on its like most innocent level. You know, the idea that you know you're less sleep, nursing, life, massive life changes. Right. You know, your brain is not operating at, at the same level it was pre-pregnancy. Right. But then I feel like like that. I feel is totally fair. You know, to be like and, and warranted and expected. But as soon as you add the word mommy brain into it, I feel like it belittles the woman. Mm-hmm. It belittles what you're going through. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the why. It's like the yeah, sound Yeah, well, of you've the never word, been why. into the word mommy. And I've never been into the word. Yeah. And I probably would be if people didn't use it, like, in such a way that, again, I felt was so, like. Like belittling. Like belittling. Like, yeah. it was like that. Remember that post where that woman was like, hi, mommy, on the cell phone. Right. I was like, I'm not your fucking mommy. Yeah. Don't call me mommy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. I just, uh, 
Yeah, that, that, it's, <laughs> Teresa and I were talking, we'll talk about this in a second, about like, what are some other names for it? And uh, I think you had said uh, baby something. It was like baby. Oh, ba- baby, baby-centric Baby-centric or something. Or something. And I was yeah. like, I don't like that either because of the Y. I think yeah. I just have like a Y issue. How about babe-centric? Ba- <laughs> <laughs> totally different focus of what's happening to your Child-centric. brain. Child-centric. But like, does it make you crazy? Like, Well, what does it- I think, okay, I mean, I think... I think it may, obviously it makes sense that it makes you feel crazy. I mean, even talking about the science behind it is kind of upsetting because just saying like shrinking brain. I, I mean, it know. makes it makes you feel like there's something really wrong with you and like you can't function in the world. Right. But like, but what, but what is like on the other side of the coin or whatever <laughs> is that the stuff that is happening to you is all part of what is making you. A mom. I mean, I it's just, it's like you can't. I mean, it, the way we are talking about it right. makes it sound like there's something wrong with us. I, but what it is. But there is something wrong with me. Well, but there. But what the, okay. But, but you. No, no. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the, the negative aspects right. of this are one thing. But the, the negative aspects of it are maybe like things about maybe things about like society where like we're still sort of forced to like go on like normal and we're not able to function like normal because we're keeping a living human alive right and all of our hormones and brain chemicals and everything every like living and waking moment is is chemically devoted to keeping this creature alive which is an amazing thing by the way and by the way it's not just shrinking there are other things happening the moment you have the baby there are other parts of your brain that start to actually grow okay but what happens is is that what's growing is like the you know the care the sort of um uh, the nurturing the this uh, what about like fear well this and like and fear is the wrong word but whatever the word is that makes you as a mother more aware of what mm-hmm. it's like why suddenly moms i think it's now why i'm always like there's a step watch out don't in the street like, yeah. it, it, it like there's yeah. and i don't you know we're not scientists yeah um i'm not gonna spend all my time going back to my notes to find the phrase but professor ellis, professor ellis. <laughs> but the um it's it, it whatever it is that signals your protectiveness. Right. Uh, yeah. All of these things increase, and those things are all growing. And again, the hormones are all there to make you more emotionally able to relate. Again, clearly everybody's body is different, and different chemical things happen to different people. Mm-hmm. But overall, this weird stuff's happening to your body, and I think <laughs> it frustrates me because for two reasons. One. That means I have no control over what's happening. <laughs> Panic, which is the worst for me. But two, once again, here we are in this scenario where I'm like, why don't I see this as a good thing? And I, you know, like there should be, especially with the second child, I am trying to like approach this pregnancy differently uh-huh. and not like fight it emotionally mm-hmm. and fight it physically like I did. Can with we Kate get Dom. updates from you on a weekly basis <laughs> about how that's going? Yeah, it went very badly last week. Uh, but like, here's a good example. So I was like, my husband really hurt my feelings last week. Mm-hmm. And it really was so, so out of the blue. Mm-hmm. You know, it is very rare that you know, that you really, your feelings get hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, somebody can maybe make you mad. But, but like, my feelings got really hurt. Mm-hmm. And it threw me for such a loop. But I'm also pregnant. And if for the first time I'm trying to accept 
that my hormones may be raging out of control sure. right now and that I may have also been having this really crazy, weepy, depressed, anger. Like I mean, you have these yeah. crazy extreme hormones at the same time. Does that mean that I can't, that that takes away from the fact no. that my feelings were hurt? Your no, feelings were still hurt, yeah. This time, am I just supposed to roll with that this is actually happening to me? Yeah, yeah. Physically, that there's something physically different happening right. to me, which is why I'm having a hard time uh, letting it go or bouncing back or moving on or whatever. So, but all that aside, it, there is this question of, can I, Biz Ellis, <laughs> Except that the changes are okay, that, like, there's nothing negative or wrong about becoming more maternal. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that I always, like, really found comforting about the whole mommy brain thing. Like, mm-hmm. I agree that mommy brain is a really obnoxious phrase. Right. Um, but it, it always made me feel like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, I completely forgot to do these seven things I was supposed to do. Right. Or I told somebody the wrong information or something about work. Or right. I'm just, like, spacey and out of it. Or I'm, you know, uh, you know, all the different things that are happening. I, like, remembering that mommy brain is a thing right. that is scientific totally made me feel better because it was just like okay this is just something that's happening to me and it's part of becoming a mom right like, it's preparing not, me yeah for... like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with me like I'm not it's not my fault <laughs> that you know I that like if I don't put something in my calendar right there is no way I'm gonna remember that it's happening right. let alone remember what day it is right so yeah so I mean so you see whereas it, like before getting yeah. pregnant I was, like, super on top of my shit. I mean, I really was. Like, I didn't even... I probably never even needed to use a calendar because I knew what days were coming and I knew what was happening on each day. Oh, yeah. If we come back from a holiday or a vacation in the middle of the week, I am fucked. Mm -hmm. Now. I'm like, is it Wednesday? Why is it Wednesday? It's Monday. No. It's our first day back to school. I mean, I really... But doesn't that... I mean... Doesn't that make you feel like, does it take the edge off at all for you where it's just like, this is just happening to you? It's not. I'm trying to accept that this time. But no, it makes me crazy. It it seems like it makes you feel like somebody is telling you you can't do all these things that you want to do, which I think is like also very, it's like, as I think our guest was saying, it's very wrapped up in like, like these feminist values that we have that right. are, just seem so wrong for somebody to be saying, well, the reason you're fucking up at work <laughs> is because you should be at home with your, your baby, baby. <laughs> like, and your brain, and your brain has changed because now it's like, right. now well, it's supposed to be taking care of a baby instead of like achieving as yes. at your executive assistant job. Right. Or you know, exactly. There is something about, there's something, it, it go, it's the same thing as just the phrase mommy brain with the idea that there's something physically changing in me and that p- other people would even know that something was changing in me. Right. And that that makes me not as good as I was, you know, and mm-hmm. like, I'm such a like, there's that scene from The Simpsons where like the school has been shut down and Lisa, like after weeks, like somebody grade me, grade me, somebody yeah. like tell me I'm doing yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, I know who I am. Yeah. You know, I need to be graded. Yeah. And like, uh, I need to like, my achievements are you know need to be quantitative. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. so like, the idea that there was something happening to me that I could not control that mm-hmm. might make me make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. and that somebody would then while I'm dealing with being frustrated with 
trying to control these things mm-hmm. uh, and trying to work through them. That somebody would then turn around and utter the word, yeah. oh, you must have mommy brain. Yeah. I, like, oh, you must be. Like, never. Has, has anybody ever said that to a man or a new dad or a new whatever at work? Like, no. You know, like, yeah, I, know you're, no. I, I know you're not getting as much sleep, Bob. Sorry, I know. You're like, it's, it's okay. You know what well, I mean? I feel like they, I feel like people do talk about to men about like having newborns and not getting sleep, but it's purely, it's limited to the yeah. sleep stuff, which, as we know, just from talking to Anne, that there's all kinds of other things that are happening to dads. Right, but no one's um, calling it daddy brain. Right, I mean, nobody's there's saying. There's a whole world right. of pressure that men are under that, yeah, the, that's not the same as women when new children are introduced to the family, and that's not where we're going down. I'm just saying that, like, overall, there's nothing like, like societally negative, like acute negative phrase. Yeah, no, I am totally agreeing with you. And yeah. so, like, that yeah. makes me crazy. I know. Let's talk about how it affects us. Okay. Okay. So, um, so how does it? How did it affect you the first time? How mm-hmm. does it? And is it affecting you differently now? Yeah, because I feel like now it's like double mommy brain like I should feel I feel like I should get like a special badge that's like not only do you still have mommy brain from your first kid but now you're pregnant so it's like right right major yeah um I think please call us something else real yeah, quick. Yeah, what are we going to call quick, it? Real quick, what are we real quick. Uh, we were joking that there was like mom focused. Oh, what about mom, mom genius? Mom genius. You like mom genius? Because it's a special kind of genius. It's a, it's a special way of thinking. You have How to admit. Special mom. Special mom. Okay, see, this mom, is really mom bad. special. Mom special. And calling it anything is just. I know. It's just the worst. How about super brain? Super brain. Super brain. Number one mom brain. Super brain. I kind of like super brain. I kind of like super brain. Let's do super brain. Let's, let's do super try brain it out for now. For yeah, yeah, let's bit. try it. All yeah. right. So how is super brain making you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So now I have double super brain. And um, no, I think like I think I definitely experienced most of the things that people say. Like I had, you know, forgetfulness. I wasn't foc. I couldn't really focus on anything other than my child. Mm-hmm. Like everything about my child was crystal clear. Right. I mean, I had no trouble remembering like when his last nap was and how long it was for and like how much he was eating and like when was his next time to eat and (laughs) you know I mean all those things right I was super on top of um it just like stuff about work or um definitely months and calendars and I mean (laughs) I had no idea really for many months like what even what time of year it was because also we live in LA so the seasons aren't that different yeah it's really screwed up I was super like there would be like stuff coming up and my mom would call and say, hey, you know, we're going we're going to be to there or we're going to, you know, we're going to be there next week, you know, and I would say, oh, is that next week? Like, I just, the days all flew together. Yeah. Um, but also there was this other aspect to it for me, which was like, I had this feeling that I had totally lost my self-awareness mm. in the world. Like, I had no idea how I like appeared to others and was, yeah, and then I was like, I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm totally unself-aware right now because I'm so absorbed with my child. I have no idea what I look like or what I'm acting like right. or what I seem like. And then that in itself is kind of a weird type of self-awareness because you're getting, like, overly obsessed with how maybe you seem to, to the outside people? world. 
And Did you think you seemed like the perfect mother or like a crazy I had person no idea. who was being allowed to take care of a baby? <laughs> neither, neither. <laughs> I just had no, like, I just had no idea kind of who I was in the world and no, like, mm. no frame of reference for, like, where I fit in in the right. world anymore, which I, it kind of, that kind of borderlines into, like, stuff we've talked about yeah. before, which is, like, your new identity as a mother and but stuff like that. But now I think it's important but, but it in is terms sort of what's related. happening to your yeah. brain because... That 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 may help us explain why we are literally having an identity crisis if yeah. the very makeup of our bodies and our chemical balances our and our yeah. brains are physically actually changing, changing. Yeah, then maybe we are slightly becoming different people. I think so. But there's no chemical that makes you feel okay about that. Right. Besides wine. <laughs> Um, and the body does not produce wine naturally. No, unfortunately. Mm, sadly. So, so what about you? How how did how did and does? Well, with Katie Bell, I was super working. brain. I was super working brain. super brain when I was still. I worked right up until like a couple of weeks before. The just went to lunch with some women and never came back. Are you serious? <laughs> I realized that, that was your like, last day. Officially, like I didn't want the cake and the blends anyway. Uh-huh. But I do. I love that I just like went to lunch with some of my work friends who were going to do like a little. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'd all recently had babies or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were like the power moms who like came back like right away or whatever, yeah. and um, they were great. Uh, and then I was just like, I just really assumed I was having a baby, like that weekend. Like you're like, well, I'm and then like, done two weeks work, later, so we're still time. like, where's yeah. that fucking baby? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because she was two weeks late. She was two weeks late. Oh, anyway, right, right. Just, yeah. We'll talk about calendaring, calendaring another day, but. <laughs> So I was still really, I had things to focus on. Uh And that's where, so I don't remember having any kind of like crazy brain while pregnant. Mm -hmm. For me, it was all post and like my biggest. Oh, I think when I was talking about it, I meant post. post. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, working all the way up until he was born. And yeah, it wasn't a thing really. Yeah. So there was no like super brain. So for me, what happened was the two things that like have made me the craziest and that I finally had to accept post Katie Belt were my vocabulary (laughs) <laughs> went out the window like I could not come up with the simplest of words like Stefan would say like where's your you know like where's your wallet or whatever mm-hmm. and I'd be like it's in the with the thing and then it would become like this game of charades and yeah. Stefan's like what and like, then I would get mad and be like we've established I cannot come up with words yeah. right now yeah. so you're just gonna have to work really hard at my <laughs> gestures and figure it out like I don't know what I mean I could not find and that still happens occasionally like I finally Three years later, mm-hmm. feel that some of that vocabulary is returning. But I mean, really, it was just <laughs> blank. There like, were blank gone. holes yeah. in my, my yeah. mind. And then my short term memory was really gone, which is really bad. So, like, for example, I'd be like, if we're driving somewhere, you know, I'd say, all right, what's the next step? And, you know, it's going to be turning right. And then, like, literally 10 seconds later, I'd be like, right? Oh. Turning right? Yeah. And, um, so, like, that was really frustrating. Like, oh, short... yeah. I used to have a thing where, like, if I looked at a phone number once, yeah. I could remember it for, like, a couple minutes until I needed it. And then, like, yeah, totally after Simon was born, I would, like, look and be like, okay, I got it. And then, like, literally yeah. one second later, I'd be like, okay, it's completely gone. I'm going to have to look again, like, yeah. four times. It was just really frustrating because, you know, one of the reasons I was so good at conferences yeah. and the executive thing was I could maintain short and long-term issues like all at once. I mean, right. there was like no question somebody could come up and ask me that it didn't have floating in the head. And then right. for those things to be, the short-term part of it to be gone, mm-hmm. it, I, I had to really commit to like note writing and like really commit. For me, for the short-term stuff, I really, I have like notebooks all over the house now. Uh-huh. Um, did that work? Like, did you have times after she was born where you were at work and you were like, oh, 
fuck. Yeah, it was a lot of like, stickies. At work, it was stickies. I mean, my whole desk would be like stickies of just small But like, nuts. did anything ever go like wrong? I never had. I mean, there was like maybe, I, I, I'm sure there was like once. I have like a vague memory of me just like totally spacing on something. But like, I, I, I'm mm-hmm. a big believer in it is just work. If yeah. I mess up, I mess yeah. up. Yeah. If you feel this time yeah. for me to go, then it's time for me to go. But yeah. like, I don't have a problem. Well, that's just, ni- I mean, it's just nice to to know that like, that's like a vote of confidence that like, despite all these crazy things going on, yeah. like you were able to work with it. Like you, you were you able work, to just like write your shit down it. and yeah. then it was okay. Like, it's not like you like forgot to organize a conference. Right. Like everybody you know I mean? always like, made their plays. Like there yeah. was always a ticket waiting for somebody yeah. to get on their plane yeah. in a car there. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, this time around, and I don't know if it's just that I don't have the stimulation of the of that level of a like pressure job. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like <laughs> twenty times more out of it. And well, you know, time, one bad mother is it's a really very, high pressure. It's a very high pressure situation. Some shows were really nailing us. <laughs> See if you can guess. <laughs> By listening to the show, when business brain is a little more out of it and a little more, it's shrinking. Uh, when my super brain is this happening. This is a very high-powered gig. This is a very high-powered gig. It's a lot of pressure. Um, Sorry, go on. The, this is part of my new approach to life of just relax. Yeah. Let it happen. I live in God, California. you so I'm laid back. so laid back. Uh, gray hairs are spouting out of my head as we speak. Um, this time, the space. Actually, I'm having stuff happen with pregnancy. I've become really spacey like... And I, I notice it a lot when I'm driving. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. And so I really have to stay super focused. Like, there's, I do, I do feel like this time around, stuff's happening to me during pregnancy where I'm like spacing out, mm-hmm. or I'm just like, oh, I don't care. Uh-huh. I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to fight that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't. I don't want to do these 18 things I'm supposed to do today, you know, which is like also hard for me to deal with. I, I do, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I've my brain is just, given up well but you're also just coming to the end of your first trimester yeah. which i feel like the first We're trimester just, is really yeah. the worst of that like you're, you're also it's not that it may not even be the pregnancy that's affecting you but right. like the overall feeling yeah. shitty all the time is gonna give you that feeling sure you know? sure yeah so i'm hoping you know I'm, yeah i'm hoping that this will all clear <laughs> up but um well how do we deal with it so that's the question is how do we deal with it do we just Knowing what's coming. We plan ahead, I think. Do we just accept it? Like, am I supposed, is this supposed to be the big breakthrough episode where Biz just accepts that none of it's in her control (laughs) and that if she's just, you know, just got (laughs) to let go and just, if I find myself sitting in a pool of my own tears, it's okay, it's nothing embarrassing or horrible or shameful Well, that, that would definitely be better for you. Probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think, like, like I think, that, like, if you can do that, you should do it because it's a lot nicer than just, like, punishing yourself but, uh, all the time. T- today I'm, like, driving Kate Bell to school and I was like, oh, I'm going to play this song to you from this musical called The Unsinkable Molly Brown. And it's, like, this song about your friends and all this uh-huh. stuff. And I'm just, like... You're bawling in the front seat. <laughs> while driving her to preschool. I was like, and I tell you, that's one of those things where I'm like, is that the pregnancy hormones? Or again, just years of just repressed you, emotion. Yeah. Or just, just me. Music always makes me cry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's just something about That's not it. So yeah. am I just, so are we just supposed to accept that it's not that we're in fear. Are we supposed to like start the ball rolling? Well, that we're not in fear. This is not a negative. Well, we definitely aren't in fear. I know we're, we're just totally making a baby with our bodies, which is Jesus why it's Christ. Co- yeah, which is why I think super brain is actually a really good name for yeah. it. But 
Um, yeah, because we're about to have a baby. You I mean, made it with your body. Yeah. Like, with th- your body. Yeah, no, I think the... Ma- yeah. <laughs> There's ears. Thumbprints are showing up today. What the What the hell? Yeah. How's my body doing I think, that? Like, I think whenever possible, I'm going to try to just reframe it for myself yeah. as, like, as super brain. Like, yeah. as, like, dude, I'm about to do, like, amazing things with my body. Right. And I'm just getting ready for that. <laughs> with the like, help, for me, of many drugs. <laughs> but, like, and also that, like... It actually is okay that these that my body is naturally making me potentially a better mother. Yes, exactly. That there is nothing wrong with yeah. being a mother. That that's not negative. That that's not yeah. anti-feminist. That that's yeah. not like any of those things. Yeah. That I have somehow gotten very confused about over the years. It is very confusing because I still feel really like deep down very icky about the idea of like shouldn't be going back to work because right. you because your brain is different and your brain is I mean it just that that just feels completely utterly wrong. And we don't, I think our society's not letting us even have that no, choice. No, no, exactly. So yeah. it's just there's there's just a lot of problems with this. So I think all we have control over <laughs> is like please tell me there's something I have control over. Yeah, and it's how you feel about oh. It's a, <laughs> No, but it is. It's how you feel about like yourself right. and just I, I mean, I think what it comes down to is what we always say, which is just being nice to yourself and knowing that you're doing a good job and you're doing the best that you can. I'm going to try and, and like, channel my inner Teresa with this <laughs> this time. I'm going to try. Again, this is going to work on embracing motherhood <laughs> and enjoying myself in the process a little bit more. Okay. So definitely, uh, we'll totally take your opinions as well on potential future names. I yeah. think we should. Uh, you should join us on Twitter at One Bad Mothers with an S. Uh, uh, Twitter and give us your best uh, new names yeah. for mommy brains. Yeah. I think we should totally come to some sort of conclusion about it. Let's do it and yeah. do it. All right. Well, <laughs> this is one of the first times we're ending a discussion where I'm like, I'm not sure. I feel very good about anything right now. I, the genius and fail is just going to level me out. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. All right, so stick around. We're going to be right back with our genius and fail moments, as well as our wonderful mom rants of the week. You know that feeling you get when you hear a song that you just love? What about a new movie or, or a new book or a new TV show? I'm Jesse Thorne. My show Bullseye points to the good stuff in popular culture, the kind of stuff that might change your life. In-depth interviews with cultural creators, critics' picks for the best new releases, and a weekly recommendation from yours truly. It's Bullseye with me, Jesse Thorne, from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. All right. So, do you got a genius moment? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Or... <laughs> I do, in fact. Okay. I do, in fact. So, we were, like, coming back from this kid's party this weekend, and we had not gone to the store 
Uh, so I had to go there. I had to drag, and it's like 100 degrees, and she's been in a bouncy house. And I'm like, we're not happy. <laughs> so we've got to go to the perfect And it's like 4 o'clock, 4.30. Oh, I know. It's like just yeah. the worst time of day. Yeah. But we got to do it. Yeah. And she says she wants to go. So we're in the car. We're about to, like, get out. And Stefan says, why don't we split up? And I was like, oh. hey, that's actually a good idea because she likes to push her own little cart. Mm. I said, and she actually, this is actually Katie Bell's genius moment. She says, why don't you make a grocery list for me? And then I realized I could draw out all the vegetables she needs to Ooh, get. Yeah. Because she's like, we get a CSA, so she's really good at vegetables. Now, mind you, all of, it was all like onions and watermelons, which looks exactly yeah. alike except in size. Yeah. But, so I did like cherry tomatoes and I did like the, I did all the vegetables we needed. And then I gave her her own list and said, these are cherry tomatoes. And, you know, the words were written yeah. next to it. Yeah. Uh, this is milk. This is the sausage yeah. was graphic. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she and Stefan went off and did that while I went through and got the rest of the groceries she loved it she was totally able to identify she was like will you make me my own grocery list every time and I was like yes this is so great good yeah I was really it was overall it was a pretty good pretty good idea that's a great idea you totally gave her a job to do that she was able to do yeah she had her own list that she could read and like you don't have to be an artist to do this I mean mine were all just circles like it was yeah once you told her what it was she knew yeah. So, uh, what about you? Um, well, Simon is going through this phase where it's like, yes, I want that. No, I don't want that. Yes, I need it. I need it. I need it. No, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yes, yes, I want it. I, you know, it's just, well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, that's not exactly how he's speaking, but basically <laughs> that, that's the gist of it is that right. he's like, yes, no, yes, yes, no. And it's really frustrating because then like if I take it away because he said no, then if if I don't give it back when he says yes, right. then he flips out. Ugh. You know, so it's just like very stressful. But then this song popped into my head. Do you remember this Destiny's Child song from like when we were in high school? <laughs> and it goes like, no, 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 no. When it's really yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, because I'd already graduated high school. Bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so anyways, this song That's like came good. back to me and right. I just started singing it to him and he thought it was hilarious. Hey. And, um, and so now it's a really great tool to help me yes. calm down. That's really all it's for when he's doing this, which it, it happens like at least twice oh, yeah. a day. I just like go back to Destiny's Child and we just sing the song and we That's... sing it. It's great. Everybody's in a good mood and we just like move on to the next thing. Like he's oh, kind of God. done with his weird thing. That's genius. Thanks. That's pretty good. Thanks. I like that. Um, let's see if somebody else has a jet. Let's outdo us, listeners. Yeah, out geniuses. Hi, I'm calling with my genius moment of the day, and that is to follow your advice and put on an apron. I run a home daycare, very small, just three children here, ages 10 months to 19 months. And a couple weeks ago, I heard you say that you wear an apron. Because Biz said that you wear an apron around the house, and it's your tool belt. And I thought, hell yeah, I got to get one of those. <laughs> just this morning, I realized that I had a restaurant apron in my garage, brand new, left over from a craft project a couple of years ago. And I put it on, and I haven't lost my cell phone today. Mm. And my daughter has not gotten the pen today, and I got a pocket for tissues. <laughs> and I'm just set. And my clothes are clean underneath. And this was a genius idea, and I will be listening for more of those. So keep them coming. Thank you. <laughs> That may have possibly been it. I don't know if anything can ever top the apron. Yeah, the apron is really a life changer. It really is. Just like, it's so funny that I can totally accept this, like, an apron in my life, given all the, like, baggage that's associated with an apron, but, like, motherhood I continue to wrestle with. Right. Um, Right. eh. Let's make ourselves feel like poop. (laughs) Poop. 
Yeah, would, fuck would, it, I'm an adult. Let's make ourselves feel like shit. Um, <laughs> fail, 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 fail. You suck. All what right, so, <laughs> so Katie Bell, I believe I have mentioned, <laughs> is going through a fancy phase. <laughs> Not only does she wear only two dresses, and that is all she will wear. Two dresses or nudity. Well, not at the same time. No, but I'm talking. If okay, you're alternating touch, one or the other. Yes, okay. I'll tell you another. But there's jewelry. There's like necklaces and like hair. Like, Is there like, a tiara involved? Of course. There's like so yesterday okay. she had on three at once. Okay. All right. All right. Now she also was being an astronaut in space. Uh, oh, that's, in a boat that she had made okay. that was like the USS Starboat, and she was also an astronaut. And she, you were anyway, like breathing I'm never aside, worried really. about it. I'm never okay. worried about the fancy thing because yeah. there is other balance. But yeah. let's get to the fails. So okay. when we were in Alabama, my uh, mother uh, let her have some of her old 1980s uh, lawyer power, lawyer power attorney 80s clip-on earrings. Oh my god! And they're like huge, and they're like all rhinestones and like fake uh, pearls. They're like super like that's LA law. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> Katie does totally look like. Like she looks like a little Hilton. Yeah, you know? she's like all yeah. up in it. But so I've been letting her wear them. Like, all right, just let me know when they get too tight. Because I remember wearing clip-ons, and like, we weren't allowed to have our ears pierced. And uh-huh. um, she's like, they're fine, they're fine, they're fine. And then like yesterday afternoon, we were like outside playing, and I like looked at her ears, and they were just <laughs> right. You could see these red marks. That I mean, this was like, like hours. Swollen. This was hours after the, like we weren't wearing clip-ons anymore. And I was just like, she's like, no, it doesn't hurt. And I'm like, oh, we've right. just begun the yeah. lie for beauty yeah. phase. Yeah. Ah, fail. <laughs> so those might have to get lost somewhere oh. or whatever. But I just was like, oh, oh, oh. Broken earlobes. <laughs> I'll just dug it. We'll go pierce them. How about you? Um, well, we were away over the weekend at Max MaxFunCon, um, and we have this great, this great travel bed, which you've loaned to us, um, <laughs> which I'm going to have to give back to you as Very soon, soon. as soon as you have your baby. Um, but we've been using it with Simon when we go away, and um, this time it did not make it into the car, so <gasps> we didn't bring the travel bed. Um, and, I, you know, it's not like a huge emergency. We get to the right. place. They have a pack-and-play that they can bring to the room. Nice. So we're waiting for the pack and play, and I'm kind of like waiting to get him ready for bed because we're waiting for them to bring the pack and play. Finally, it arrives, and the guy just does the like hand across the doorway with the like totally, you know, just the it's not put together. Yeah. It's just the pack and play. And so he gives it to me, and I, I'm as I'm taking it from him, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking to myself, you should be able to put this together, Teresa. Come on. And so I'm like, okay, thanks. And he's clearly not offering to come in and yeah. put it together. So I'm like. Okay, thanks. I mean, you know, if you tell them in advance, they usually have it set, set up, up for you room, in your room right. when you arrive, but it, we didn't do that in advance. So so he drops it off. I'm like, okay, thanks. Bye. So he leaves. I'm like, come on. Get your shit together. You can totally put together a yeah, pack and play. Exactly. I've done this before. We didn't. We never had our own, but I've I have put one together on yeah, a couple of occasions. Yeah, but the Bjorn one that we learned you is so dumb simple. It's really easy. Yeah. yeah. So so, anyways, I'm setting it up, and and of course it's like kind of damaged because it's like their old right. hotel like lodge <laughs> pack and play whatever. <laughs> I can't get it to be fully set up. Mm. I just can't. And I, I'm thinking to myself, it must be broken. Right. It must be broken. But then I'm like, it's 
there's no way it's actually broken. Like, you're just not putting it together properly. <laughs> I spent a really long time trying to put it together, and by now it's kind of getting later and later, and Simon needs to go to bed. Well, right. Finally, I just give in and call them. Yeah. And they have to come all the way back, and I have to wait for them. They come all the way back, and of course they just go, yeah, well, you know, this this part has to be lifted up before you pop this down. And so, boom, it's, it's, it's ready to go. <laughs> and they were totally nice about it, but I was just like, Ugh. all I had to do was get the travel bed into the car and everything would have been oh, a lot easier. That is frustrating. It was. That's a fail. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, the other day, I my son had woke up and he we co-sleep with him and I was not feeling up to waking up yet. So I turned on the TV, turned on the light and for lack of a better word, fell back asleep. <laughs> I thought I was half sleeping, you know, where you could still hear things were going on and everything. And um, I live with my mother-in-law currently, and our bedroom has a slider door on it. And I wake up like an hour later. My son's not in the room. He's out on the patio with my mother-in-law. And she says, yeah, I was out in the kitchen making coffee, and I just saw him playing on the patio. He must have opened the screen door and just gone out. Fail. Luckily, the patio is baby proof, but yeah, he's just roaming around on the patio while I'm snoozing in the bedroom. That's my mommy fail moment for the day. Bye. (laughs) Teresa's face was like, oh my God. It's just terrifying to (laughs) feel like something like that could happen while you're asleep right there. They wander in. There's a lot of, yeah, but what we've learned from these fails is that asleep or not, like, if you get focused on trying to do, God forbid, anything, there's, like, babies walking in, playing with sugar in another room, right. you know, like, the markers. I mean, like, it's right. just... Uh, swallowing a dish full of sequins that you're That's... using for your pasties. <laughs> best listeners ever. Um all right. Well, speaking of best listeners ever, let's say let's just move on into our rant because again, crazy show today. Let's just <laughs> let's just polish it off uh, with a good mom rant because that always makes us feel better to yes, hear somebody having a nervous breakdown. Mom rant. Um, today I was dragged to a new mom's group, and the second we walked in, I knew that it was going to be just the worst idea anybody's <laughs> ever had. Um, They started off by giving us name tags and instructed us not to write our names on them, but to identify ourselves um, in regards to which child is ours. So I had to write on my name tag, Cash's mother, and that is how we were referred to the entire group meetup. We then went on to sit in a circle and basically judge each other on what we were doing with our kids. So when I told them I was a stay-at-home mom, I had about three mothers tell me that they couldn't believe that I was lucky enough to sit at home and do nothing all day. As if I put my child in a crib, (laughs) leave him there, and eat ice cream and watch TV all day. (laughs) Needless to say, when my kid threw a fit about halfway through, I was not... Um, sad about leaving. So thank you, mom group, for taking the one last part of my identity, which happens to be my name, and uh, taking it away from me. Awesome. Thanks for that. 
Oh, that say, just sounds like the worst thing ever. That is the worst. Like, whoever led that group. Just, shame. Yeah, shame. Just Shame just, on you. What, what is the benefit of any of that stuff? Yeah, like to what's per- the... Like, she basically left feeling way worse than before she came. <laughs> you know, like there's a time and a place for the like identifying who your kid is. Right. That's not it. No. And like leading questions to get people to judge each other. Again, just open yeah. up a bottle of wine and yeah. like, you know, talk about something that's on TV. Totally. Yeah. Just totally. whatever. Yeah. Well, good job leaving. Good job. Good, good job, job training le- your child to have a tantrum at a really perfect moment so that you could leave. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, good job. Yeah, good job surviving. Good job that you are not identified solely by your child. You no. are still a person. And being a stay-at-home mom is really hard. hard. <laughs> it is really hard. And you're doing a great job. It is hard. You know, again, what we're learning is it is hard for all of us and our bodies are working against us. <laughs> <laughs> um well, today was really fun talking with Anne. Uh, again, we recommend going out and getting her book. Um, and let's all work really hard on coming up with a new name for uh, Super Brain, though mm-hmm. I think Super Brain is working for me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. Super Brain or not, you are all doing a great job, every single one of you. And uh, allow yourself to have your downtime and your uptime and whatever time you want to have. And you're all doing a great job. Yeah, great job, guys. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.